0: Hello everybody and welcome back to our little seven day journey as we dwell and meditate on the power, the awe, the fear of God. I have enjoyed this journey so far, I hope you have too. We have really been spending the majority of our time in this journey, actually all of our time in this journey, up until today in the Old Testament. And I think uh, there's so much about the power of God and the awe of God and the fear of God in the Old Testament. And gosh, I mean, the the view the ancient Israelites had on the power of God was so gorgeous. But today I want to do something, I want to move into the New Testament, because I think we forget that Jesus is God. I think we forget that Jesus uh, was one with God that he in John he says you know in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and we sometimes confuse Jesus as this sort of weak frail you know this blonde-haired blue-eyed sheep petter, and that's not who he is. He is your friend. He is love. He is uh, mercy and he is empathetic and kind and slow to anger and you just you picture Jesus being willing to sit and listen to people but he is also one with God he is the righteous judge (laughs) and so I think it's important for us to occasionally stop and dwell on his power and so today we're going to move into the New Testament and again I don't have any notes or anything I've just got some highlighted chapter in my Bible here And if you have your Bible, I'd love for you to open up to Matthew chapter 10, and I just want to remind you, it's my hope that that at the end of this, you'll take five minutes and just sit and dwell, just sit and reflect on the power of a God who saved us on the the power of the Christ who came into the world as one of us, but so much different than all of us and gave his life so that we might have life. And so today we're in Matthew chapter 10, and one of the things I wanted to do is I wanted to find powerful words about Jesus that were spoken by Jesus. find tons of powerful words about jesus spoken by paul or someone else but i wanted to find powerful words about jesus spoken by jesus and so matthew chapter 10 these are the words of christ for us matthew chapter 10 verse 28 says this do not fear those who kill the body but are unable to kill the soul but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell are you not Are not two sparrows sold for a cent? And yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So do not fear, you are more valuable than the many sparrows. Therefore everyone who confesses me before men, I will confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will deny before my Father who is in heaven. Do not think I came to bring peace. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. For I came to set man against his father and daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be the members of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and he who does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who has found his life will lose it, and he who has lost his life for my sake will find it." Amen. Man, those are pretty strong words from Jesus. And I think when we think of Jesus, maybe it's not statements like this that we think of. It's not statements like, if you don't love me above everything else, then you're not worthy to be my disciple. But what is he really saying here? What is it this most powerful force in the world wants us to know? One of the things I think we must remember is that God is consistent in his character. Aren't you glad we have a God who's consistent in his character? Most of us are not consistent in our character. Uh, we're something, someplace, and something else, somewhere else, and, and we're barely the same thing every day, and we don't make decisions that are consistent with our character on a consistent basis, but God's character is always consistent. And we, we, re- we read in the, in the Old Testament as, as they wrote about a jealous God, a God who said, have nothing before me, have no gods ahead of me. And I believe that as we read these words from Christ, what we're reading is this. A God who loves us so much he does not want to compete for our affection. He wants to be first. He demands to be first. He doesn't want to be on a list of things we care about. He doesn't want to be on a list of things we think about. He wants to be the primary love of our life. And I, I don't think he's saying, I want you to hate your father and mother. I don't think he's saying, I want you to hate your family members. I think what he's saying is, in comparison to me, everything else should feel like hate. This is not a God who wants to sit on a shelf and be occasionally pulled out when we need him. This is not a God who wants to just be prayed to in times of need, you know, when we have tried everything else. this. This is the God who wants to be the primary love of your life, who wants to be your first love, who wants to be your greatest joy, uh, your morning thought and your evening thought. This is what He wants from us. This is what He wants for us. He wants us to be so connected to Him that nothing comes between us and Him, that, that no, there are no idols between us and Him, that we don't idolize our children over Him. Or, or we don't idolize our spouse over him, or our job over him, or our money over him, or our parents over him, that he is first and foremost in our lives. That is what this God demands. And I think sometimes we forget this, yet it's reiterated so often in the Bible. We think we can just come to him and go away, and, and yes, he will always welcome the prodigal son home. For those of us who've wandered, he, when we come back, his arms are open, but there has to be a point in our lives where we don't want to keep treating him that way. If you truly love someone, there must come a point in your life where you don't want to wander and come back and wander and come back. You want to be close to them. This God, this Jesus, who's the most powerful force the world has ever known, and, and, and if you don't believe me, thumb through the book of Revelation, when it says one day he's coming back not as a little baby in a manger but he's coming back as a king on a white horse and justice and truth is what he is called reflect on that and people think oh you know that jesus is the one who saves them from god but the truth is jesus is the righteous judge he says that the father has given me all authority to judge and so he's not some weak frail one-dimensional being who simply affirms everything i want He is one with the king of the universe, and when I stand in front of him, I will have to answer for my life and my choices. Yet he is for me. He shed his blood on the cross for me. Yes, he he died on that cross out of love for the Father and out of hatred for sin, but he also died on that cross out of love for me. This most powerful force the world has ever known This one who holds the keys to life and death and heaven and hell, he is for me and he gave his life for me and he is in love with me and he wants to spend time with me. And I am a priority in his life and he wants to be the priority in my life. Is that what your relationship with Christ is like? And if not, don't, don't feel guilty. We have no time for guilt. There's no room for guilt. Simply move back towards him, even today. As you have five minutes to just reflect on the awe and the majesty of the one who is the Christ, the one who is the Messiah, the savior, the deliverer, the one who is rescued. He took the judgment on his shoulders so that we wouldn't have to. Reflect on that for a little bit. Think on that. Christ has spared us from so much and he loves us so much and he simply wants to be close to us. Close your eyes for just a few minutes if you can, if you're in a place where you can. Close your eyes and reflect on what it would look like in your life for him to be first, for him to be the priority, for the king to have the place of kingship in your life. Just reflect for a few minutes on how good he is, on how amazing he is, on how good it is to be loved, by Jesus, who is one with God and the Son of God, how great it is to know that this, this Jesus, he is for you. For five minutes, reflect on who he is.